0: Welcome to
1: The Table Podcast, where we discuss issues of God and culture, brought to you by Dallas Theological Seminary.
2: Welcome to The Table Podcast, where we discuss issues of God and culture. My name is Kimberly Cook, and I'm the senior administrator at the Hendricks Center, and today we're going to be talking about double ministry families. And we're joined by Erin Armstrong, who is the lead pastor at Dallas Bible Church, Kat Armstrong, his wife, who is herself an author, speaker, and co founder of Polished, a women's ministry, and why did I hesitate? And my husband, (laughs) Travis Cook, um, who is the associate pastor for teaching at and single adults at Park City's Baptist Church here in Dallas. So thank you so much for being here and for joining us. And we're going to be discussing double ministry families, which is kind of an odd even title, um, but it will hopefully become clear throughout the podcast what we're talking about. (laughs) But first, before we hop into that conversation, I'd just like to take a little bit of an opportunity for each of you to introduce yourselves, kind of explain, uh, just briefly how you ended up in your current ministry, and particularly um, talking about your calling and how you ended up being called to ministry. So, Aaron, let's start with you.
3: Yeah, so um, I am the, I'm the lead pastor of Dallas Bible Church. I kind of knew I wanted to get into, into a church pastoral ministry for a really long time, since the end of high school and stuff, so came to faith early on. And got serious about the faith late in in high school, and that's kind of when the Lord started shaping my heart for pastoral pulpit ministry. I always had a great experience in the church and saw what God wanted to do there, and so I had this strong desire to go serve the church after that. And so we came to Dallas. We went to Texas A&M, and uh, we came up here to Dallas because we wanted to go to DTS, and then. Mm Uh, we served for a number of years at Northwest Bible Church. Uh, we, we were here in town all throughout the seminary days, 2005, I think it was, through about 2015, and so I had some good years there at that church. Loved that place a whole lot, and then uh, about four years ago, uh, the Lord moved us out, and I accepted the lead position at Dallas Bible. So it's been an incredible time for the past
4: four years there. So.
2: Great. Yeah. Travis, why don't you go next?
4: Sure. Yeah. So uh, I moved out here to Dallas from Atlanta, Georgia to be, uh, I wanted to be an army chaplain and I was an army chaplain in the reserves for uh, a number of years. And during that time, because it was reserve duty, I uh, needed a, a job as well. And so I wound up working uh, part-time at Park City's Baptist Church. And uh, as I worked there, uh, my role, my time kind of increased, uh, went from part-time to full-time And then about two years ago, uh, our teaching pastor took First Baptist McKinney uh, to be the senior pastor there, Sam Holm. And then uh, I kind of stepped in as the teaching pastor, and uh, they kind of have let me continue to do that. So uh, it's been fun, and and I still get to enjoy my my time with my singles as well.
2: Great. Thanks, babe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't ever get to see that here.
4: (laughs) It's a maiden voyage.
2: (laughs) So Kat, how did you end up doing what you're doing?
1: I was at Dallas Theological Seminary for a long time, mm-hmm. took eight <laughs> years to get that two year degree. And about halfway through, I was doing well in my career in doing sales. And mm-hmm. so I was just getting an opportunity in my my work to share my faith often, not very well, but I was sharing my faith often. And so one of my, the, the other co-founder of Polish, we were both students at Dallas Seminary and started praying about how we could reach our peers with the gospel women in their 20s, 30s, and 40s who feel far away from the local church, maybe a little disconnected from God, a little disillusioned in their faith. And so Polished was born um, um, over a decade ago. And so I've been serving there uh, 11 years as the executive director and co-founder.
2: Fantastic. So just for myself, because I'm A part of this conversation as well as the host. Um, I served in a camp through, I guess, from the time that I was 16 all the way through college um, each summer. And I was actually raised in a ministry family. And so in the midst of being at that camp, I realized that I myself had a full-time ministry calling. And um, that's what brought me to DTS and where I met Travis and ended up on staff here. So, um, but it all started definitely with that calling. And now I'm working on my PhD here at DTS, you know, with the hope of going into more academic ministry and continuing to do what I'm doing. So, um, so this, I, this concept of a double ministry family, this phenomenon of both a husband and a wife that both spouses being employed by. Um, different ministries. That's kind of what we're talking about. We're talking about people being employed by two different ministries um, or at least working full-time in those ministries. It's kind of new, I I think, that you haven't heard a lot about this. Um, Definitely families have been um, up part of some ministry, you know, um, one ministry can encompass a whole, a whole family and the husband and the wife working all together. But the idea that that one family is going two different places, both for ministry is a little bit new. Why do you all think that is?
1: Kat, why don't we start with you? Oh, I'm in the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> the I did it. I did it. You know, um, do y'all get this question a lot? Because we get this question all the time about how are y'all doing that? How is this working? Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that it's new only because we're getting questioned about it all okay. often. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's new because there there are new policies in big, massive organizations that now allow for it. So you even had something like a uh, crew, formerly Campus Crusade for Christ, um, where you really, you both had to be in that organization. And now mm-hmm. there are, we're seeing softer policies in all sorts of organizations where you can be on staff, full-time ministry, even raising support, and your spouse not be in the same ministry, um, or be called to the business world. And mm-hmm. so I, d- I do yeah. think it's newer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you all have any other thoughts as to why it's new?
4: Sure. Yeah. I think the the church historically has maybe viewed hiring a pastor. As I'm, I'm not just hiring a pastor. We're not just hiring; a pastor, we're hiring a family. And there's that expectation that the that the wife or or the husband, in some cases, come and minister apart as well. And I think more churches, and I've been really thankful that Park Cities has been really good about this as well. Uh, they they don't treat us like a like a single unit, uh, but they they even though biblically as yes, we are, but like they they don't <laughs> treat right. Um, they don't treat us like we're one employee. They, they treat right. me as an employee and a minister on staff, but they allow Kim to have the freedom uh, to pursue what she wants to do. And I think that's developing and growing yeah. in, in churches and in ministries as well.
1: There's a lot yeah. less expectation.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
1: even when Aaron was candidating for his current position as lead pastor, you know, I was certainly involved in the interview process. They wanted to get to know me and know more about our family and make sure that we were making the decision together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, I remember Aaron being in the interview process and being really forward and saying, "You know, Cat does this thing outside of church, and we really want her focused on that because yeah. she's been building towards this." And I remember that moment uh, feeling so supported and encouraged because he said, "We've been." married X amount of years, and I've just found that when she's doing this ministry, our family flourishes. And so we want to make sure and support her in that. And in, in some ways, he was saying, so that may limit... <laughs> you were setting expectations. Yeah, I are going to be clear
3: about what what, yeah. what you're getting here. Yeah. yeah, And to the elders' credit, that's exactly what they wanted. I mean, they came in and they, they wanted to know who Kat was, not just uh, they didn't come in with a role that was predefined or anything. They came in wanting to know who we were and how God has uniquely wired both of us. And uh, they came alongside and they're like, "This is great. Tell us about who she is and what's unique mm-hmm. about her and all this stuff." And they they wanted to do that. So I think things have changed, right? That's that's not mm-hmm. a that's not a mindset that I think existed very long ago. Things have changed. Women have more freedoms to lead and to use their gifts. And it's not just they're not just freedoms, but they're actually affirmed in the mm-hmm. church. And so. Um, you're seeing that a whole lot more, and I think we're seeing um, I think we're seeing ministry flourish as a result of it. So, mm-hmm.
2: and not only are we yeah. seeing uh, I, I agree a, a change in demeanor and um, expectation in that you would be able to say that in an interview process and right. still be taken seriously. Right. Um, but also uh, the positions are, positions and opportunities, I think, for women are opening up more and more, as well as women getting more and more theological education, you know, to yeah. be able to mm-hmm. to be in some of those positions, even yeah. that some men might be in that some women might be in, you know.
3: Women weren't getting seminary degrees here 30, 40 years exactly. ago, How long, however long that was. I mean, that wasn't a... A possibility, and so now it is, and and so yeah, you're getting this new, new and dynamic naturally, come
2: in. yeah, people meet in mm-hmm. seminary or come in, and then somebody ends up being in a ministry, you know, and all of a sudden you have mm-hmm. a double yeah. ministry going on. Yeah. So I did have one question as I was thinking through this this whole I, I like this life and this conversation. Uh, what would you all say makes makes um, Maybe our situation different from a from either somebody where the a family where the spouse is in full time ministry and maybe the the other spouse volunteers at another one, a um, full time you know in a in a mm-hmm. heavy way or two people who are just working and you know you even you even mentioned being called to the business world and we hear talk about faith and work all the time and we mm-hmm. definitely yeah. believe that um, you know. Vocational ministry includes being mm-hmm. in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So what makes what we're talking about distinct from those conversations, those families? Mm-hmm. What would you all say?
4: Mm-hmm. Travis, would I think like she was kicking it to you. Know, so yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, again, I, I probably rests in calling somewhere. Uh, this this sort of calling to a vocational ministry of some kind, um, whether it's bi-vocational, vocational, something like that. It, there's this sense of I, I've got to do this because the Lord has asked me to do this, and 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 going that route, and and ultimately finding somebody else that that wants to go that route with you, and, and and even if you're not doing ministry together in the same place, it's almost as encouraging, if not more so, to come home and to relate my day and frustrations that I have in ministry to my spouse, who is in a different ministry context, but is also having the same frustrations and at the same time, the same wins. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, you're able to celebrate something together, and and you don't feel like In some ways, you don't feel like you're living in two different worlds. You're you're living in one world, and it it brings about a unity that I I think is is unique for the couple that's in ministry together.
1: A hundred percent. We agree. Don't you think? I mean, we talk about this all the time that... Um, when I come home and say, you know, I looked at our PL, our profit and loss statement, and here's what I found. And what if, what have you done budgeting? Why mm-hmm. now that we have a staff, and how do you get your staff to work through their own budget and turn it in? In that process, and so there's there's those type of things that we come home and share. And there's other things like, wow, I, I just had incredible spiritual warfare today. Yeah. I mean, you would not believe the technical glitches that we've never had in you know ten years of doing this ministry, and that we had today. And I think it's because of this. Important Important message that was getting out, and Mm -hmm. so Erin and I can relate on some of those things. So I think the double ministry family um, has some unique things that maybe don't get talked about, and I think for for those who aren't familiar with that type that. Concept of family and ministry, they may wonder, mm. how is that working at home? Are they are they taking from each other? Does it pull them apart? And for us, it, it seems to bring us closer together. Yeah, that was always mm.
3: the biggest assumption was like, oh my gosh, aren't you competing? Don't you feel like there's competition going on? I'm like, no, it's it's addition. The whole thing is addition all the way around. You come home and there's there's a commonality. Like we were are uniquely wired, we're wired in a very similar way. And so and we have jobs that are very similar, right? So, t- I think what's different is that a lot of ministry jobs, you've got one leader and one follower most of the time, and, and, and in these scenarios, you've kind of got two two people leading um, in ways uh, that are very similar to each other. So, there, yeah, there's that commonality mm-hmm. at home. I, we both know what it's like to prepare a message, um, to deal with people that are grieving, to deal with strategic decisions for an entire ministry, uh, mm-hmm. to deal with balancing a budget and and having to raise funds throughout a course of a year mm-hmm. um, that employees are dependent upon, that ministries are dependent upon, and all the pressures that that may bring. And so, we come home, and there's this... Uh, I'm not speaking to somebody who has no clue what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm you, you, you to talk to that person. And you're like, yeah. "What do you do again?" And you're like, "I have no idea what that job is," <laughs> right? And you're like, "I could contribute nothing to your life, pretty much." Mm-hmm. But that's just not the case in, in this kind of a deal. And so people think it's competition. I'm going, "No, it's it's multiplication. It's mm-hmm. it's addition here." Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think that's one of the differences. But
2: as I was thinking through it, I also thought, I think there, is, and you brought in a little bit of it with the with um, spiritual warfare. I think there are spiritual dim- dimensions that make it unique, is, like the the guilt that you can feel, mm-hmm. um, the uh, the expectation, the spiritual expectation that is put on you. Um, that that again, I, there's a variety of other things that we'll talk about. That just you know are a part of this life, but I think that make it very distinct from some other people who might just have two spouses working um, in other uh, business ventures. Mm -hmm. I think that there, there's something about the spiritual pressures that Bo- that both of you are facing that yeah. come with yeah. especially being leaders that people are looking to you and that and you're having to manage all of that and consider mm-hmm. your own spirituality and yeah. the spirituality of your spouse yes. in the midst of all that that make it just a unique beast. Yeah. yeah. I don't know would you guys agree?
3: Absolutely. I think that's a that's a huge one and I'll say that's been one of the um, biggest blessings of this thing is because the pulpit ministry and, and high-level senior leadership where you're in front of people, you're delivering talks, and everybody sees a figurehead up there um, communicating and stuff like that, um, which both of us do to different, in different ways, um, that lends itself either to extreme pride and arrogance mm-hmm. or um, depression and despair. All the time, because you're because a lot of time it's so easy to fall into one extreme or the other the the incredible praise of the people, uh, or their extreme criticism. And so to have someone who comes and knows that tension, walks in that tension, and uh, and can discern with you what's going on when you can't. They're saying, "Hey, babe, you're getting a little full of yourself. You're getting you're getting a little (laughs) self-sufficient here. Um, Let's 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 come down. And okay, you need to be lifted up. This is really tough and this is hard to have that person that knows what." What you've been through is is absolutely everything. So and not
2: even knows how it's impacting you, just because you know she knows you as a husband, but yeah. but she knows because she's been there and yeah. she's felt that. And there's the there's an, a level of empathy there that yeah. might not be in some other types of relationships. Yeah. So inherent in this conversation, um, when you get to logistics and how you make it all happen, <laughs> <laughs> is. Um, one is obviously busyness and just a conversation on that and whether it's healthy or not. But but mm-hmm. two is um, and where I'd like to go is about just roles and roles in your family and roles and how you make your home work. And um, I think we've talked about it here before. But that you know every every couple kind of has to figure this out whether or not yeah. they're you know somebody is staying at home with the kids and working whether two people are working in um, the business world. You know everybody has to figure it out. But again. Particularly, at least maybe here in Dallas, <laughs> like, but um, there are assumptions I think that come about for what certain roles should be, and how do you all negotiate and navigate that space? And how do you all figure out, particularly, um, how to figure out how to just keep your home running? And mm-hmm. like, how do you all decide what which. Yeah. which of you does what?
1: Yeah, I want to know what y'all do. <laughs> what do y'all do? Good diversion. What do we, do, we do?
4: What do we do? Um, so I think I think one there has to be like a like a mindset of of humility. Yeah, yeah. and 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 because if I view what I do, my ministry, well, I'm in the church. She works at a parachurch organization, so I'm in the church. That's that's God's plan for for the world. Like it's much more significant. Like if I come at it with that attitude,
1: that won't work. Travis. Right? No. It no. Work, no.
4: Plus, she's smarter than me, so she can just run into rounds on me all day long. She's getting a doctorate, right? um, so so you have to come in with this attitude of humility and saying, you know. She or I, we have to do everything we can to make the home work. And whatever pieces I can pick up, I'm going to do it. That that also means and humility is not just constantly, you know, making yourself less than, but it's it's being honest and open and vulnerable. Like, hey, I really, hey, one of our kids is sick this week or, or, or today. They can't go to school. They can't go to daycare. What what can you stay home? Uh, I can stay home in the morning. Can you take the afternoon? You know, yeah. and, and, it, and it's just communication. Uh, yeah. If you're not good at communicating, you're not going to you're not going to thrive in that situation. Right. Uh, conflict resolution is really important. And just constantly deferring and saying, hey, if I need to, That's it. I can stay home. Mm-hmm. but I'd really rather not if, if, if you can meet me halfway or something like yeah. that. And, and, and typically that that works well, especially with, with kids. And, again, it's just tired. You sleep less. And whatever. <laughs> well, and from yeah. the
2: get-go, we've – I mean, we haven't had necessarily – necessarily a traditional setup with the roles that we have even in just like keeping the home mm-hmm. you know yeah. so he's way cleaner of a person than i am so my threshold for cleanliness is a lot lower <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> like
1: it's fine There's nothing yeah like,
2: <laughs> I'm it's fine he's like this is disgusting and it's going to be cleaned now it's so. been
4: increased since we've been married we've, we've <laughs> Travis. It up, so.
2: so we learned very early on for marital bliss that he yeah. does all the cleaning yeah. and mm-hmm. he does all the laundry and he mm-hmm. does that kind of thing you know yeah. so so in that we don't even really Fit the traditional mode. We never did, even before I was, you know, pursuing a PhD and all of that kind of thing. So I don't know about you guys.
3: Well, I think that's I think that's right. If you're not going to have a traditional marriage, you can't have traditional roles, mm-hmm. and you can't be glued to those traditional things. And so, we haven't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, boys uh, joked and said, you know, we try to think missionally rather than traditionally. And so mm-hmm. you, you're like. To your point, humility is everything. And so I think that's a that's a thing that we've had it you have to take into it. You have to take this mindset of, hey, I'm gonna serve the other person. And uh, and that's gonna look differently through all the transitions of life that would come our way. I mean, we were we were in seminary for almost eight years, mm-hmm. and during that time, it's like there was a the first couple of years when I was working full time, and mm-hmm. and she was going to school full time, and I wasn't in class, and she oh. was and stuff, and then that changed, and she starts working, and now I'm in school, and then that paycheck comes down a little bit, <laughs> and I start working, and it's just each semester and each day, it's kind of like what needs to be done in order to serve our mm-hmm. family right now and to serve uh, each other. And so, yeah, that's that's exactly right. We don't have these traditional... We don't have these traditional roles in, in bed and so Caleb gets sick and it's kind of a hey what what's going on in your calendar today what do I, mm-hmm. I've got flexibility you've got flexibility where is that and let's work together to make this thing to make this thing happen um, so yeah I'm not stuck on hey you've got to take out the trash no matter the fact that you that you <laughs> had boy. a <laughs> horrific week or whatever it may yeah. be it's just what what needs to be done to serve our family and so we're not sitting there kind of going you know keeping a tally chart on hey did you do everything you were supposed to do remember we went to one of those those conferences at the early on in our don't name marriage. the conference um, names this names. is like the fifth time we went to that same marriage conference but they were just saying you don't look at this as a 50-50 relationship yeah. where it's like each of you are 50% in and each of you do your part you're okay and you're like no 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 this is an all in you mm-hmm. you think of hey i'm going to serve her with 100% of what mm-hmm. i've got and um, and you get two people saying, "Hey, I'm all in. everything of me is for you and for your flourishing." Mm-hmm. Um, that's a relationship that thrives pretty well. And so, yeah, we don't we're not glued to these these hardcore roles, and we recognize our roles have changed over in different seasons. Mm-hmm. Sometimes well, I've taken yeah. the finances, sometimes she takes the
4: finances. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. our roles change. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, and if I'm not, if I approach my, my home life, with the attitude of humility and service, then I can go back into my ministry with a, with a reality, with an authenticity, and a strength that I derive from from playing the role of Christ in my marriage and yeah. in my family. That I can then take and, and serve. If I can't serve my my wife whom I love, and if I can't serve my kids whom I love, then the difficult people that I work with in my ministry, the hard people, the hard situations, I'm going to have. Uh, those attitudes are going to translate right. mm-hmm. one way or the other, for better, for better, for worse, for for, for good or for mm-hmm. bad. And so, uh, it's almost like a, like a training ground. I can yeah. I can tell how effective I yeah. am at ministry yeah. by the way I'm acting at home. And if mm-hmm. my my home attitude is different, then I know that on on, on Sunday morning or, or you know Monday through Thursday or whatever it is my work week is that I'm faking it. If I'm not, yeah. you know, if I'm not measuring up at home in that mm-hmm. that regard. So it's a good it's a good thermometer or barometer to let me know you know mm-hmm. how I'm doing.
0: Listen to these conversations and more by searching Grace Enough Podcast on your favorite listening app or by visiting graceenoughpodcast.com.
2: So bringing up the the days that you just did, is a nice intro into the idea that ministries aren't really nine to five <laughs> on the work week <laughs> no. and once again a unique yeah. element of um this particular life so how do you all just manage the logistics yeah how do you and uh, you know just the getting the kids where they need to go mm-hmm. um carving out time for study you mm-hmm. know doing meetings just all of that mm-hmm. it, again i think we've kind of talked about it a little bit but how do you all just handle just the straight up logistics because yeah. it's it can be kind of crazy mm-hmm. when you have these mm-hmm. ministries tend to pull at you and and mm-hmm. I, I don't know I I grew up in a ministry family as I said earlier and I guess I just learned early on that they will they will take as much from you as, as you, you will give yeah. them to them to yeah, them you know true. and they will just continue to take and take they're just mm-hmm. kind of black holes yeah. and so how do y'all manage that.
1: Yeah, I think we're both really good with boundaries. I think Mm -hmm. that's a non-negotiable when you're in ministry, whether you're married, single, no matter position, like you just described, you have to be good at boundaries. If not, it'll, it'll eat your lunch. Um, so I think the the logistics are a really well color coded Google Calendar shared that's calendars, right. <laughs> right? And then you now can set up reminders that it'll email you or text you straight from the calendar. You can set those things. So I think we're <laughs> I'm really regimented. He I knows feel like
3: that thing saved our marriage just early on. Our like marriage. when Google came out with that thing, like in 2004, or something like that. It, it
1: changed did. everything. That so, and TBR, <laughs> so Google totally
4: saved my marriage. Is also. It's yeah. The next sermon series Sponsored right there. Google useful.
1: saved my marriage. <laughs> <You> saved <laughs> that's right. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I think that's one logistical thing. We've got a lot of help. My mom lives with us. And so that's always important to mention, you know, because I think sometimes uh, you can look at a double ministry family and if they're getting help somehow, we may not talk about it, but it's a, a key point in the way that we're able to pick Caleb up from school and make sure someone's with him. And then I would say the other logistic would be those good boundaries are both of us are good at resting. Yeah, mm. individually mm. and knowing what brings rest. So for yeah. me, reading and being alone brings rest. And for him, getting to watch a football game is rest.
3: <laughs> if they win. If yeah, they, that's right. If <laughs> they the outcome. Not, yeah, they're going to they
1: win. Not so good. <laughs> so yeah. Knowing what really energizes yeah. you and, and keeps you from getting depleted um, and then being able to talk about it. So some of the principles yeah. we're talking about. are just me, general, yeah. They're just general for mm-hmm. everybody. Um, but I will say that they can kind of make or break a, a Double ministry home.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say priorities. You always talk about that a lot too, and that was a thing early on. We kind of know here are the here are the things we that are gonna be the rhythms of our week that are definitely gonna be in place. Like um, date night has always been a thing from from day one. We've been married almost eighteen years now, and um, we made it eighteen <laughs> years. That's pretty awesome. Um, But that's been a staple, I mean, from the very beginning, even when it was just, hey, uh, we can afford uh, the little happy hour. Remember that? The $5 burrito that was ladies night night on Tuesdays? I mean, (laughs) happy hour for like lemonade. And so it was like, but we were off at school. It was five dollar burritos. We split it. We we got it was a half off that day. And yeah. Amen. So, but that was do a thing. Remember do? that? Like those was the college days. And so, yeah. But that's been a staple. And so, like each week, we're like, okay, this is a priority. Um, waking up and at a healthy time is priority. Getting exercise is a priority. Rest in the weekends. These are priorities. Here are the ministry asks that come in during the week and where they fill in. Um, And then, yeah, and knowing what to say no to. I don't think either of us – So we haven't
1: organized sports yet for Caleb. We're kind of late on that. And part of that is we've got a lot of nighttime commitments between the elder meeting and then Wednesday night church. And then sometimes I travel often, almost every week I travel. And so sometimes you say no to things. Mm. I'm not saying he won't ever get to do them. It's just this particular year, I mean, he'll be fine. He's not going to go – He's not gonna get a full ride at a college.
3: So <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably not.
1: So you brought
2: up priorities. Yeah. What do you all do? And I'll let you answer this one. What do you all do when when one ministry seems like it needs to take precedence over the other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you how do we handle that, love?
4: I mean, the, <laughs> the the short answer is it it does. You know, and, 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 and I mean really, like if, if I believe in what my wife does. Like I do. I, I I believe in her getting a PhD. I believe in what the Hendricks Center does. I mean, I went to DTS. Like, I, I mean, I, I, yeah. I believe in what she does. It's not like I sit here. and I'm like, well, it's kind of ridiculous, but fine. I'll let it go. Like, no, I, I believe in it. And so it's it's not her ministry. It's our ministry. That's right. Mm-hmm. And she hardcore believes in the church. Park Cities has been good to us, and and. Mm-hmm. She loves the church, both the local church and then our specific church where we're at. And so it's really easy for her to say, no, like, if you need to go do that, go do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within the context of that, you don't abuse it, right? You don't right. say, well, well right. again, the church needs me. They need me again. They need me mm-hmm. again. You, you, the boundaries is so key. Yeah. Um, but but being able to say no, and, and uh, that's a magic word that people need to learn. It's very short. but It's very, yeah. very amazing, um, you know, saying no. But then, yeah, just – yeah. Really believing in what the other person does, and if you don't have that, mm-hmm. have a conversation, you know, with your spouse, and help me understand. I don't have to have a passion for what you're doing, but help me understand why you're passionate about it, so yeah. that I can at least get on board mm-hmm. uh, with what you're doing. See you know. how it's
2: building the kingdom. Yeah, because, exactly. You know, again, not viewing them as competing ministries. Mm-hmm. You know, That's right. it's it's all kingdom work. So mm-hmm. how is that? You know, how are we as a family building the kingdom? Right mm-hmm. now, we're doing it in two separate ministries, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but we're all just trying to build the kingdom of Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do y'all do it? No, I
3: think that's huge. I think that I think that the cat <laughs> um, labeled as Team Armstrong very early on because it's mm-hmm. how we think about things. And that's, uh, I think you you hit the nail on the head right there. It's not your ministry and my ministry. This is our ministry together. Like mm-hmm. our family is our ministry, and the ministries underneath that subset that God's given to us those are our ministries polished is mine mm-hmm. you know the church is hers um, she is mine I'm called to care for her and to love her in such a way that she sees her flourish and do everything that God's called her to do I mean that's that is my primary role in calling as a husband and so you take those things seriously and yeah it kind of breaks down that hey um, this one's more important than that and you just and you we don't you know there's not a grid there's a you know we we keep in open hands and we and we see what's coming up in each season and what needs to take priority. If you need to travel, okay, great. I'll take care of Caleb. I mean I may need to take off a little bit early from work to go pick him up. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna have a lot of daddy son nights and stuff, and that'll be fun. <laughs> that means we'll go do go-karts and we'll go play war in the backyard and stuff like that. But that's just what that's mm-hmm. that's what comes up. And she knows mm-hmm. there's times when I when I'm preaching and I'm stuck on a message or something, and it's just like I'm like, babe, this is sorry, it's one of these longer weeks. I'm not getting it. I need more time here. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Great. I'll take him. I'll take him. We'll go, we're will go. we going to go spend time together. And we make sure that time with him is very intentional, so it's not wasted time. Um, and so I mean, yeah, that's a I big part of Yeah, I think we're
1: constantly it. asking each other, what do you need? What do you need this week? Yeah. And usually there's a lot of clarity in just that whatever the answer is. If the yeah. answer is, oh, I've got to travel, usually Aaron's first to say, okay, hey, I'll do this, that, and the other, because he knows what it's like when mm-hmm. I travel and the demanding, grueling schedule and vice versa. You just explained a great yeah. example of, hey, this this sermon is not coming together. And on my mind, I'm like, oh, I know what you need. You need Saturday morning from 9 to noon, mm-hmm. and then you'll knock it out, and we can have the rest of the day for family. Yeah, yeah. So you brought up kiddos. Um And
2: maybe this is just an extra sensitive point for me because I grew up in the ministry, uh, like in a ministry home. But how do you all, and Travis, you can explain kind of what we do, and I'll chime in. But how do you all explain that church isn't just where mom or dad works? Mm -hmm. Like it is the body of Christ, you know? I mean, all the things that church is supposed to be. How do you – and but obviously – it's more than that in your family. And so you have to explain that and you have to explain calling and you have to explain all these yeah. things. I feel like very, very early. How do, you, how do you all handle that with Caleb?
0: Yeah.
2: Me? Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> how do I handle that? I mean, we talk about Jesus at the dinner table a lot. So that's usually our key when he's shoveling the food when the opportune time that he's listening. But yeah, we talk about what does it mean when Daddy puts together a sermon and how he serves the local church body mm-hmm. and how we all are supposed to serve. What We do have the benefit of my mom being at that table as well every night for dinner and me being able to say what Ita, we call her Ita, which is short for Abuelita, Ita works at the food pantry, and she helps with ESL students, and she does all sorts of things in the community, and she's also serving our church. So in some Mm. ways, we get to talk about how... All of us do different things to serve Dallas Bible Church and the bigger church, but we all work together. And then usually he's real quick to chime in and say, you know what? We love this church that's north of us and Mm -hmm. this church that's south of us, and we'll name them by name where some of our neighbors go to church and say, we're all on the same team, Mm -hmm. all working towards this global vision that Jesus has for us. Mm -hmm.
3: You know, you did a... uh, I thought you were going to go a different direction with that, but you know, very early on, you always you did a good job of, of teaching him a lot, like a, like God's given us this this mandate. You told him and stuff that we we love God and we love people really really well. And you explain that to him. We do that at the church. This is this is this is the place we serve the church, and this is the place we go to worship. And so, he,
1: yeah, we talk about what does our family do. Yeah. And I said, our family does two things: we love God and we love others, and yeah. we get to do both of those things here. So it was, you know, I'd ask him the question, "What do we do? What does our family do? Team Armstrong do?" And he would say, "Love God and love others." I'm like, "That's what we oh, do. That's great. Yeah, so that,
4: yeah, awesome." So yeah, so so I think one of the things that I've tried to do, we've tried to do. Is when there's an opportunity where I can take Hattie uh, with us and she's our Uh, three-year-old I do you know, so if we're having a service project or something mm-hmm. like that, it might be. And again, I'm usually working with single adults, so usually it's me and you know I'm the only one with a kid showing up, <laughs> rolling up to a service project. But but it really you know helps. And, and a lot of our single adults, uh, to your point about having help, like a lot of our single adults help us sure. uh, with our kids, and it's it's a huge blessing. You you got to have that help because neither one of us have family in town. But you know, teaching them like we're serving, and the reason why we're taking a Saturday morning or we're taking a Saturday afternoon or whatever it is that we're doing, the reason why we're doing this is because we love Christ. We believe in serving yeah. other people. We believe that He served, and so we serve. Uh, and, and again, taking those opportunities to um, almost every opportunity you can is kind of a take your child to work day, you know, so and, and, and yeah. but it's take your child to church, you know, or mm-hmm. church functions day. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's one of the ways that, that, that I've tried to at least be really intentional.
2: And there's been there have been times with Hattie where she'll be really sad that Travis has to go to work, That mm-hmm. he'll, you know, mm-hmm. if it's it like a Saturday dead. or something. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know. yeah. Dad
3: guilt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, but it, it's been really cool to have the opportunity to say, well, you know, honey, God has given daddy an amazing gift yeah. to be able to – um love people who are hurting Mm -hmm. and who are scared and who are unsure Mm -hmm. about things or, you know, and kind of walking through if she Mm -hmm. saw somebody that was really sad that week, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, and and saying somebody like that, like daddy's given, or God has given daddy a gift to be able Mm
0: -hmm. to
2: talk to those people about Jesus and and help them walk, like talk Mm -hmm. through those kinds of things. And, and so it's our job as part, you know, as part of Mm -hmm. what, god has given daddy like it it's our job to let him go
0: yeah Yeah. like
2: and and that's how we help that person too you know we help that person ourselves by letting him go and and that i think for her has been you know she's very empathetic but that was like oh
1: okay well then that's
2: fine i understand you know somewhat yeah, As much as a three-year-old can stay focused on yeah. it. <laughs> right.
1: I think I think the conflict for us came with family and work and ministry. It's Caleb doesn't like sharing us when we're there at the church. No. So what's hard hmm. is that he wants our attention as an only child. He's used to that. But when yeah. we go on church campus, yeah. it's difficult. So he loves Legos. So, I mean, I can use Legos. For any example or illustration, so I'm like, (laughs) buddy, if you were to bring Legos up to church, you know, you'd have to share it with everybody. Mm -hmm. You can't just bring your toys up there and think you're the only one that's going to get to play with it. You know, everyone's going to want to, and so you have to decide. And if we go in that church, I'm like, a Lego, you're going to have to share us when we're there. And I think that's Mm -hmm. really helped him.
4: Yeah. That really resonated with me. I like Legos too. So, yeah, that was meaningful. Yeah, Legos preach, man. They, really do, they man. preach <laughs> No, I think I,
3: I think we, you know, we were always paranoid when Caitlin was being born. We were paranoid. We we're like, great. We don't. I. The PK thing, preacher's kid thing, like that's legit. Now you got two preachers in your home, and you're like, Mm -hmm. all right, that's double legit. That's terrifying, right? You're like, we're going to mess this kid up. Or we'll cancel each other Um, out.
4: You never know. Maybe. We're like, okay, we'll
3: let that be the case. Maybe we cancel each other out. But um, I think he's definitely kind of made us be that much more vigilant uh, on the front end to to pay attention to what his experience is like at the church. And um, and so, you know, I I always try to um, tell him my story. And, you know what why am I up there I, I've told him a lot this my story kind of how I came to the Lord he he pr- came to faith at the end of July and so oh, we've wow. had some that's awesome. th- it was yeah all, that's a whole other story but um been some fun conversations from there. And from there, you get to explain, hey, this is why I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Like mommy gets to go and she's preaching the gospel and, and people are coming to faith and they're experiencing the same joy that you just experienced at the end of July. And and this is what we get to do. And we get to go serve the Lord like this. Mm-hmm. And we love that this is why we love it. Mm-hmm. And so to see, hopefully, my my hope, right, there's a lot more years that we could go sideways there. but. Um, you know, the hope is that he's just gonna that he's gonna see something real that, that that's real at home and to your point earlier, it, it carries over to the church. It's not this segmented thing. Um, so
4: Yeah, I mean my, my primary job in my, my life right now is to disciple my children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and in so doing, I learn how to disciple my flock. I learn how to disciple mm-hmm. and shepherd people. If I can shepherd a three year old and a four month old, then I can shepherd other people too yeah. and, and, and I and so I really feel like uh, you know, I almost learn more being at home and, 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 and if I'm open to that. And I feel like the Lord teaches me a lot through that. So um yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We do you all and the answer could be no and that's fine. Um ever worry that your kids will be bitter toward the ministry?
3: Yeah. I worry about yeah, everything. Co- constantly. <laughs> Anything that yeah. they're about. Good to know.
1: <laughs> I'm worried about I'm there too. So I know yeah. where the
2: exits are here today. No. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean not not in this crippling oh my god like we sit cowering in our home or anything like that yeah. but mm-hmm. but it's a th- but it's definitely a thing that's on it's in the back of our mind always. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I want him to I want him to love the Lord. Um by product of that I hope he loves his church, his mm-hmm. bride mm-hmm. and he serves it and stuff. I pray that over him mm-hmm. all the time. I'm like, you know, buddy, God's given you a voice. He's given you a voice. He's given you this beautiful personality that's that's it's just incredible and You know, I pray that God uses you in Mm -hmm. tremendous ways and that you stay stay close to him and serve him all the days of your life. That's kind of this constant prayer there. And so, yeah. But yeah, it's always on the back of the Mm mind. Yeah, and I mean,
4: you can't control everything. I mean, you could Mm -hmm. be the best parent in the world and and have children that rebel, you know, and children that that, that resent the ministry. And I think that's just where you do have to turn it over to the Lord. You have to in faith and and, and kind of go in. You know, every parent, I think, makes mistakes and, 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 you know, Kids carry around baggage and you have the best parents yeah. in the world and your kid carries around baggage from, you know, the, the parenting experience. So uh, I think to your point, yeah, you've, you've got to be in prayer. You've got to be seeking the Lord and and praying that the Lord would, he, he's the best father. Yeah. Uh, so praying that, that the blood of Christ would cover over my mistakes and, and the life of my children and, and that um, I might build them up in the Lord and not not ruin anything, you know, and, yeah. and, and just really trusting the Lord in that and not letting a spirit of fear take hold uh, that, that you might be too cautious and mm-hmm. might not inducing them a love of the church and a love of Christ. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, just kind of pursuing what God has for you and in, in so doing, trusting that the Lord will take care of those with you as well.
3: Yeah.
1: Don't you think your girls are going to have early memories of you both reading books or you, oh, you know, mm-hmm. studying at home? And that's going to, I think that's going to be so good for them. Oh, well, I, ho- I mean, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> that's part of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Absolutely. <laughs> They're going to have these early memories mm-hmm. of what mommy was doing. She was studying the Bible all the time, mm-hmm. studying, and it was worthwhile. And daddy gave her all the space to do it. And I think that that's going to go really far with your girls.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah. I just, it it was something that. I was all my mom would always talk about it when I was growing mm-hmm. up, and and she would say, you know, I'm we just pray that you all don't come mm-hmm. to resent the ministry. You know, we pray mm-hmm. that you don't do this, and mm-hmm. and it was something that I never really experienced until we kind of have entered this season and thinking, mm-hmm. oh man, you know, because you are having to explain where people are going and you know and yep. why you know the the yeah. crazy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to explain the crazy mm-hmm. to your yeah. children who are in the midst of the crazy. That's right. <laughs> and so I I don't know. It's just think I think it, I think it, it it's a uh, it's a it's a very felt need in the hearts of ministry families yeah. probably any ministry mm-hmm. family not just a double one yeah. um that I don't know that I feel like I guess I just felt like needed to be like yeah. called out Definitely. and like voiced you and know? I think that's
3: where the boundaries thing comes in too right like I'm not I think he hopefully he knows and hopefully this stays consistent throughout his his uh, youth is that he sees that I'm not I'm not willing to sacrifice my relationship with him for the relationship of he is the biggest priority. He and Mm -hmm. his mom are the biggest priority in my life. And so hopefully he's never going to feel that massive, massive sacrifice. He's going to see service Mm -hmm. to the church, but he's not going to see hey, I abandoned him. I didn't think about him. I mean, the thing that I that I appreciate, one of the things that I appreciate most about dad is like he came home and he he scheduled his business things at night around our baseball games, around our mm-hmm. sports. Like he was present. He was there. Um, he did not take promotions that would make him travel and leave all this time so that he could be home with the family. And I'm like, dude, you proved it. You proved your mm-hmm. life. Like that, that was never in question with him. Mm-hmm. And so um, hopefully he's able to see that over the... Over his years, yeah, so, and Mark. in a
2: similar way with my um, with my dad, he was a Christian school administrator most of the time I was growing up, and I knew that it didn't it did not matter what was happening. It, we kind of had a family policy that if we needed to talk to dad. Mm -hmm. he would walk out of a board meeting, he would walk out of a presentation, he would walk out of anything. And he was there in an instant. We have that policy at church.
1: Yeah, that we we actually had to tell some of the workers that work with the kiddos, anytime you need to get to me on Sunday morning, come and interrupt. If I'm the middle of teaching a Sunday school class, just come and interrupt me. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's counterintuitive to folks Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's so important mm-hmm. well, and for cultivating, your own. Yeah, favorite. cultivating
4: that in your children mm-hmm. to letting them know it's okay oh, yeah. for you to come to me and say, Daddy, I feel like you're working too much. Or, yes. or, or Mommy, I feel like you need to slow down. Or, yeah. or, you know, And as they get older, like like maybe right now our kids are maybe a little young for that one can't talk yet. But, <laughs> but giving <laughs> I mean, them the opportunity and the permission <laughs> <nice> to, <laughs> to say, hey, you know, like. Yeah. You yeah. you're, you've worked a lot this week, and Kim has that right yeah. in my life mm-hmm. uh, to say that, and and so I, I feel comfortable again, depending on who your kid is and knowing yes. your child, but extending that that permission to them as well yeah. to weigh in on your work schedule and say, Dad, could could we talk about how much you're gone, or Mom, can we talk about how much you're That's gone? Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So what I'm hearing, kind of in conclusion, for families who are in double ministries specifically, is that communication is absolutely key, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just yeah. for logistics <laughs> and for <laughs> managing everything. If you are not strong at communication, you're probably going to struggle. Yeah, you know. Um, and the other definitely thing, struggle. you're definitely
4: <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> <struggling>. <laughs> I'll, I'll go harder than
2: that. <laughs> um, and the humility, yeah. being willing to to flex and nobody's ministry is more important than the other person's. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, nobody is really more important than your children and in your family and recognizing your own limitations and your boundaries. Um, and then maybe just not letting yourself be spiritually guilted, you know, as I was thinking through this mm-hmm. and I, and this can kind of be our last question is I I, I, I thought of this and I would love to hear what you guys think of it. Um, so as far as spiritual like like guilt and being not being sure what you're if you're doing the right thing and you know, did I choose my kids? Should I have chosen the ministry that person accepted the Lord with somebody else? That really hurts that I didn't you know like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of thought, well, I think it would be a matter of letting the Holy Spirit and obviously other believers kind of inform my decisions, but maybe. And and this is what I'd love your opinions on. Maybe not the um, those directly in your ministry because they're wanting something from you. Hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? We really only have time for one. So Aaron, to kind of who, who to listen to? Yeah.
3: Um, what do you think? <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know who to listen. I mean,
2: like, uh, how do you handle spiritual guilt? Let's let's say that. I don't, let's go that way, or maybe um, don't
3: have I don't. It. I don't deal with it a whole ton. <laughs> okay. I I don't have I don't have a savior complex where I think that I I have to be there for everyone to be mm-hmm. okay. I've got great staff. Um, there's no junior Holy Spirit. We all have him, and uh, I think that there's uh, we've got a, a healthy there's health all throughout the church and different leaders around there and and uh, people pick up and so I celebrate when kids pray with the the volunteer in the class and don't pray with me. And, um, you know, it's it's the same end goal there, and so mm-hmm. um, I think I think that's some of it is just letting go and saying like God. I mean, God's worked so long before I ever showed up on the scene. <laughs> he, yeah. He's probably gonna keep You're going <laughs> when I'm gone. Uh, he was great at DBC at Dallas Bible long before I got there, and he'll he'll continue if I'm if I'm gone. And um, and so it's it's you know what he doesn't he doesn't need me. I get to come along for the ride in this mm-hmm. and get to be used in it. And so I'm grateful for every little part. I'm gonna work hard in it. And do the best that we possibly can, mm-hmm. and um, and then love my family and let the chips fall where they may. So I don't I don't deal with a whole lot of guilt. People try it and it's like, okay, that's it's thanks thanks for that input. You know, you're yeah. like it's just. <laughs> it is what it is yeah so yeah well,
2: thank you guys so yeah. much for being here aaron and kat yeah. and my love we I, really I appreciate had to. it <laughs> 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 a little bit <laughs> and thank you for joining us today on the table if you have a topic you'd like for us to consider for a future episode please email us at the table at dts.edu and be sure to join us next time as we discuss issues of god and culture